Welcome to Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Join me every week where I sit down with one of my amazing and talented friends who are experts in their field, and we have a little chat. Right, welcome to this episode of Hey Girl. I'm your host, Bill Janice. Today, I'm joined with a really wonderful talent. Uh, he is a real estate agent, a model, a social influencer. He's coming to us today from San Diego, California. This is Anthony Guerreri. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Just a uh, typical San Diego day where I'm at home pretty much most of the day and after this going to the gym. <laughs> yes. I mean, listen, I'll take that. I love it. That, if that's a typical San Diego day, sign me up. <laughs> I know. It's. I told you, you need to come visit. I do. I, I do. I really want to. And I mean, you for, you know, pe- if people don't know, obviously they need to go and follow you because you also live in like one of the, like a gorgeous high rise downtown. So like the view from your place too is always uh, gotta be uh, really pleasing. Oh, I love it. Like, I mean, when I first moved to California, I moved downtown and I've never wanted to leave. I did temporarily live way out in Poway, if anybody's familiar with that, but it was like completely different, like no views and extremely hot during the day and then colder at night. And I was like, I have to get back downtown. I miss being able to like see Coronado. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I mean, listen, I love San Diego. So yes, I will definitely have to come visit. But you're not from there. Tell me, where are you? Where, where did you grow up? So I grew up originally. I'm from Boulder, Colorado. And I was there until I was about, I was like almost 22. I was like a few days before I turned. Or actually, no, wait, I just turned 22. And then I left a few days after. Okay. Why did you, and you went directly to San Diego and you've been there ever since? Yeah, so um, I was in a relationship. Um, it was like pretty much right after I had came out, and then I ended up in a long-term relationship. Ended up being five years, but I was with him. Um, he was in the military, and he decided, or he was told that he has to move to California. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is like my dream come true! I finally get to go to California." <laughs> And just waiting so, for that opportunity yeah, to, get, was, to get to the coast. I love it. Exactly. It was a process. I know that feeling. So. Trust me. <laughs> I, grew, <laughs> I grew up in, in a suburb of Detroit, Michigan. So I, yeah, I was definitely ready to get out of the Midwest and any, uh, this, but I only made it, I, it's, I, I got as far as Vegas. I didn't, I got almost West, almost far West. <laughs> but at least you don't have to deal with snow. That was like my biggest thing. 100%. I can't stand the snow and the cold and like scraping ice off your car in oh, the morning. Like oh, terrible. No. No, thank you. So what <laughs> happened there? Tell me. Okay, so wait, let's just get a little bit more into your story. Because um, you're obviously very successful in real estate there in San Diego and um, a successful modeling career, a successful um, social influencer. And I kind of just want to get to know you a little bit better. So what, what was this relationship that you that you talked to me a little bit about offline? But did you want to talk? Um, yeah, no. Uh, so things didn't start out like the greatest. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about is how you can basically come from going through some really hard times, really dark times and thinking that you don't really know like what the future is going to hold and you can completely turn it around. Um, and my biggest thing in, was 
honestly it started out with my drinking and you know some other things but it was mainly uh the drinking and going through that in Colorado really I mean it shaped who I was and there's some crazy stories but um I that's what really I guess catalyst into who I am today and how I became successful but I definitely think uh starting out in Colorado kind of gave me more of like a like a humble I guess you can say outlook on how like I want my life to be here in California tell me what it was like um to come out of the closet while you're still living in Colorado and like what what challenges came along with that so that was honestly like one of the things I guess that kind of was a huge contributor to uh like my issues and things that I had in Colorado um which was my anxieties and my fear because it's not as open at it as it is here in San Diego or California. Yeah, it's a little bit more conservative there. Exactly. And like my family, I was really nervous about how my family was going to react to things. And, um, but the fear of it was worse than how it actually ended up. But the fear of it is what led to me doing certain things to kind of cover up and hide that feeling. To kind of like trying to escape. Exactly. Because so, I'm sure there was like a lot of anxiety surrounding it. I mean, we all have experienced that, you know, that have, you know, had to come out of the closet. So I obviously can relate. I made this decision when I was in, I was, it, it was between seventh and eighth grade. And I decided like, I'm going to switch schools. I'm going to be popular. I'm going to just like <laughs> be a completely different person, go to a different school district. And so it's kind of like that movie, The New Guy. Because right. I switched over <laughs> and I went to a new school where um, I knew a couple of people through hockey because I played hockey like my whole life. That was like one of my other escapes, but I kind of, you know, led out of that. You played ice but, hockey? Yeah, I did. Okay. Like All right, girl. <laughs> Look at you. I was a completely different person. I'm not mad at you for that. That's not <laughs> that's not an easy sport, honey. That takes a lot of uh, strength and coordination. Yeah, it was fun. And then I had like my, my hockey hair, like my long wavy hockey hair. Oh, girl. So. Oh, girl. You were <laughs> you were committed to this. Other I was. Person. You, e- you everyone did. did. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no. So I, I switched schools. And when I it was like eighth grade and like, I don't know, I guess my goal was like I wanted friends. And, like, I didn't I didn't want to be that same person I was at the other school. So, of course, um, it was like. I started smoking pot and then honestly like during freshman year I started drinking and having like friends over I grew up where I had a bar in my basement so like a fully stocked bar and like I would bring my friends over and then we would drink and then that's I know it sounds so terrible because it's like not what you're supposed to do but I I ended up making friends that way and like becoming quote-unquote popular and cool and yeah that's kind of like where it really started and then I got just like way too heavily into it um, okay. where I was like masking my feelings because I felt like when I was questioning, you know, whether I'm straight or gay or like thoughts of like what I was, who I was attracted to. Um, it just helped. Like I could just completely get drunk and like forget about everything. And then, so like over the course of like the next like four or five, maybe even six years, I was doing that. And then once I graduated from high school, I went to college in uh, Denver and I was still just drinking and partying like way too much. I ended up having to leave that college because I was just like way too messed up. And actually, then I ended up um, 
going back home and then just doing what do you call it, like community college it was just taking like a couple of classes and that's when i was not gonna lie, i was on myspace and i met like the first person that i would end up kind of dating and so i ended up um dating him it actually was like kind of a weird relationship it was like on and off for two years um during that time this is so when i'm like 18 19 during that time i ended up getting a, a dui like when i was 20 and so I had like five underage drinking tickets, a DUI. I was on probation like since I was like 16. And um, after I got the DUI, the cops, they didn't even arrest me really. Like they arrested me and they took me in and I didn't have to stay there. My dad came and he was like, okay, like I'll take him out. I was there for maybe 10 minutes. Um, I left and then I got home. And like as soon as I got home, I jumped back into my car, drove past where I got the DUI and then went to that guy's house because I was like like I said I was just like a crazy person I was like depressed and didn't know what was going on and I didn't want to be around my family because they didn't understand me you know at the time that's how I felt okay um and then I ended up getting to uh a point where I could tell my mom about the the person I was seeing because people kept questioning like who's this girl that you're always with and you know like because I'd always say I'm at my girlfriend's house and oh okay. So then I ended up, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and so I you were just up, you just you know, got you had to, you had to get used to switching pronouns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so I ended up going to um, my mom worked at CU in Boulder, and so I went down there. I remember I was like still like because I was drinking constantly at this point, and so I was like crying, and I told her, and I was like afraid. It wasn't so much her, but I was afraid of like the rest of my family, like my dad and my grandparents and the, those type of situations. And the crazy part about it was, you know, fast forward like a few months or whatever, they were completely okay with it. They didn't have any issues with it. So really it was more, and I was lucky in that sense, but it was more about me being afraid to, you know, say something or me being afraid of who I was and what other people would judge me and what they would say. And I, the fear of it is what caused me to be get more anxiety other than what really happened. Um, but yeah, so then that relationship didn't work out. I ended up with the next guy, which is the one who he was in, the, his name was uh, Eric. He was in the military and we were together for about a year and I was still on like my probation and dealing with all of that. And when he found out he was going to go to California, it was like, okay, that can be like, my my turning point so then i had to like prove myself and that's kind of where everything started really shifting so i was like i had something i really wanted which is to move to california and at the time the relationship and i wanted to like i was just tired of being that person right so I right, right, right. you're drinking. ready for a change yeah like i needed a and you had come out at this point and, right to your family yeah so i came out at that point because i had told my my mom like probably like it was like whatever, maybe like a year and a half prior um, that I had told her. And then, um, yeah, so I ended up working like three jobs that I was working at Target. I was doing the modeling stuff that I could. Then I ended up um, getting a job at Abercrombie. So I was working like three jobs. And um, by the time my boyfriend got back, he was like, okay, fine, you could come. And then I came to California and then that's when everything com completely changed. And I was like, okay, new place, new people, fresh start. I don't have to be this old person. And, you know, that people thought of as like, not going to get anywhere in life and, you know, just drinking and partying all the time. Like I could 
be somebody else. And yeah, so, no, I love yeah. that. You were you were ready for a big transformation and a big change. And you obviously have been successful at it um, <laughs> because of where you are now. So let's, uh, that. I mean, and that's a lot. I mean, girl, that's a lot. So, you know, what was it like when you, you know, went through the process of, you know, stopping drinking and stopping with the other things that you were doing, you know, to try and change your life? To, to be honest, at first, it was uh, really hard. You know, it's like those things where, like, I, I drank for everything. So going to a movie, I right. was wanted you're to used drunk. to having like, going... like, yeah, you're used to having a drink for everything you do. So you have to exactly. change your entire mindset and routine. I, I I get that. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, it's hard. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I mean, and it took me a while to be like totally okay with being around like other people drinking. But I would never sure. want to, you know. I never wanted to be that person that was like different. I wanted to pretend I was normal. So when I was going to this and I still actually do this to this day, I will have like a soda water and I will put, have them put like a lime in it or something. Sure, so sure, it looks sure. like maybe I'm drinking like a vodka soda and I'll just tell people I'm being healthy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's just easier to do that too. I mean, not because we, ne- I mean, not necessarily care what people think, but it's just easier than getting into the conversation of why I may not be drinking that night. You know, like, cause everyone's going to exactly. say, if you're, if you, if you're not, if you don't look like you're drinking, everyone's like, why aren't you drinking? What's going on? Are you, are, blah, 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 are, you know, and you're, you're like, I'm, I just don't feel like drinking right now. <laughs> exactly. No, people definitely do that though. Like, like almost like want to find out why and like i found the best answer if like it's somebody that you don't really know if i'm telling them that i'm not drinking i just say oh i'm trying to be healthy like i'm trying to really get in shape or something like that sure sure no it it is it's perfect so how did you so now you're in san diego and you know you're changing your life you're turning things around you're getting healthier um talk let's talk about a little bit more of the modeling career like because your i mean your pictures are gorgeous so like how how did you. you get into that world and um this might sound like a silly question, but, you know, to say that to be in that, that field and not be and to be sober at the same time. You know what I mean? It took a little bit because, like, I did the modeling in Cal- or in Colorado. So I had, you know, a kind of an idea of how everything worked. And but it was just nowhere near what it's like out here. Um, and of course, I'm in San Diego. So a lot of stuff I would be trying to like audition for and do would be in L.A. In LA so I yeah. was doing that. But then I also... Yeah, like going back and forth. But I also knew, um, just like side note, is that I needed something to make more money. You know, like I couldn't just rely on trying to be a model. Like I had to also do something else. And my passion was real estate as well. So I was, that's where I kind of started doing both is right after I moved out here. Because I wanted to keep myself busy. Sure. No, I mean, that's a great strategy. (laughs) Exactly. And like getting into shape and, and like you feel so much better. And then you feel more confident. And then um, when I was also doing the real estate, like it was like, I kind of wanted in a way to combine the two. And at that time, that's like right when those like shows really were coming out, like million dollar listing. And I was like, that's what I, like, I want to be that. Like, I want to have totally. like cameras following me and <laughs> be on the show, but also do real estate. <laughs> oh, you, and oh, you wanted to be, you wanted to be on the show. I thought you meant like, I, you liked the show. So you wanted to be a real estate agent. You wanted to have your own reality yeah. show. <laughs> No, yeah, I wanted to actually like be on TV. <laughs> well, you because, were. Like, we'll get there. You, I, because I, I, I want to talk about your appearance on Million Dollar Matchmaker, but we're, we're going to get there in a minute. But, yeah, that's a little um, bit down the road. It's a little bit down the road. But wait, let, so okay, I love it. You're you're sober. You're changing your life. You went to real estate. Got your real estate license. Um, you're still modeling simultaneously. Talk to me about the real estate in San Diego. Um, so the real estate here. The one thing that I loved about it is that everything is completely different. 
And then of course, there's so much high end. Cause I like to focus like luxury real estate, sure, you know, sure. things that like when I was in Colorado and I would like, you know, look online or look at Instagram or Facebook or whatever I was doing at that time. Um, it was like what you pictured, like what you dreamed of. So like beautiful houses on the beach, you know, design, um, modern houses, like just really cool things. So that's what interested me the most. So I got into real estate and actually, um, I got my real estate license. It was like March, like 13th or something. And then, so that weekend, like I'm fresh in, I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I'm still supposed to be like be training. Um, and I was like, I'm going to go do an open house. And so I went and did an open house and it was only like an $850,000 house. And I ended up selling that only an $850,000. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I know you're at a level that that's not that much money, but for the average person that's that's a significant amount of money so so don't down don't downplay it (laughs) i meant more like you know like i guess i had my eyes set i'm like i want to and i'm still i want to sell like 20 and like 30 million dollar homes you know like that's like the goal yeah you'll Um, get there what was your biggest like well okay do you mind if i ask what was your biggest sale last year um well i guess it wouldn't be my biggest sale in general wouldn't be last year but my biggest sale right now is seven and a half million but yes. I was working with that same client to buy the Razor House. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that house, but it's in um, La Jolla Farms. And I was negotiating, going back and forth, went to the house like several times. Um, it was listed at $30 million, And okay. it was like insane, beautiful house. My was client, that house on Million Dollar Listing LA? Am I, I, I believe I didn't watch. But um, Alicia Keys bought that, ended up buying that house. Yeah, I, I, so, know, I know what house you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, like, I, was, <laughs> I know. Now I like see her Instagram. I'm like, dang it. Like my client should have been there and I would have got paid like $500,000, but I didn't end up selling it. Obviously didn't end up selling it. Um, my client was going back and forth. He, he was just looking for something that was more of like a vacation type of home. And we we're waiting. They ended up relisting it with Josh Altman. And um, I guess he was probably close with Alicia and then she ended up buying the house. Um, and she got a pretty good deal on it compared to what it was originally listed at. But that's kind of like the biggest deals that I've done other than like the majority would be in like the one to like $3 million range. I love it. I mean, that's still, imp- that's so impressive. And, and you've, how, how many years have you been in the game? Oh, now it's about seven years, about seven years. Cause I got I my that's... license at like 23. I love that. I mean, listen, I think that's great. I think you should be really proud that you're at that level. Um, and you're still, you're, st- I mean, seven years is of course significant, but there's been people that have been doing it a lot longer and haven't had as much success as you've been able to generate and accomplish for yourself. So I think you should be proud, especially, especially with, um, coming from your background where, you know, you have even, you know, self-admittedly, um, said that you had a lot of, uh, challenges and problems with um some substance abuse you know as an older teenager and that you were able and thank you for being so uh, open with that and sharing that with us because i think that could definitely um be inspiring for people um to hear that you know you were able to completely turn it all around like you uh, you met you mentioned that you know you wanted to to prove to people when you moved to california that you were not going to be that girl you weren't going to be that girl that was just you know working yeah. at target or abercrombie <laughs> and not going yeah. and getting drunk every night and and you know you know <laughs> so to think no, so like, and you did I, look at what you did look what you've done this is really really wonderful it was like exactly what you're saying and i really appreciate you saying that because it really does mean a lot because a lot of the people the i guess the 
not, I guess, a downside, but a lot of the people out here don't know who I was during that time. So they don't understand like how far I've come and right. how crazy things have changed. And even if I try to explain to them without really knowing like everything that I went through, there's a few people that do, you don't really understand like how hard it is or how crazy it was. And I feel really accomplished, even though I'm not, you know, crazy, extreme, successful, like multimillionaire crazy, but I'm working to get there and it seems so much more possible. And I guess that's kind of part of, you know, why I like doing this episode or, you know, talking about it and being so open about my past is because there's so many people out there that get stuck into the, like the drinking, the partying and whether they might not even want to do it. Cause I didn't want to do it for a long time before I quit, but it was like, I kept thinking like, what else am I going to do? What options do I have? I don't have money right now. Like I can't, even go to college anymore because like my parents you know weren't gonna invest more money into me while I was being this crazy person and I just felt like stuck and you could be in a position like that and if you really want to change it and do like a 180 you you just have to dedicate yourself and you can do it you can make that change and you can become successful in whatever you want I love that no and it's true so Sorry. what do you think you know, for in your experience, what was the the biggest motivation that you had to that you pulled from in the beginning of that transformation? Because as we know, that's not easy. That's that's yeah. not easy to change. Because when you when you feel stuck, as you as you said, and I, I can relate to that in in different ways. There's been periods of my life where I've felt kind of stuck, and I think everyone can relate to that. It. I think the the answer is can, the answer could be different for everybody. So I'm curious for you, what was it that helped you finally? get out of that stuck feeling or that dark place because sometimes when you are in a dark place you can't even find your way out you can't see that little light at the end of the tunnel like and you're just desperately yeah. trying to navigate through that all of those challenges and those emotional challenges and the anxiety etc cetera, etc cetera. so um sorry I, I didn't want to go off on a tangent but i'm just you know i'm curious what for you what what, what worked for you to be this to to be successful at getting out of that place um, to be honest, it was several things. So the biggest thing that really, you know, worked for me, I guess, was wanting to be in California. So having that put on my plate and there being a decision that needed to be made, it's like, you're not coming if you're going to be this drunk, crazy person, you need to be sober, you need to do that. That was a huge thing because I knew I didn't want to be in Colorado. But then once I was already in California, it was, I had to find new things to motivate me. And so it's, it's kind of like I have to constantly find new goals, which you should do anyways. Like, even if you didn't have a problem, like, I feel like that's part <laughs> right. of being successful, right? Well, yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah. But, but yeah, <laughs> so, it's like, but for me, if I set new goals and I like, keep raising them, so I wanted to be in California, I got to California. I wanted to model, um, try and be on TV or try and do different things like that. And then also I wanted to make money and, once, once I was out in California, that's when I really was like, Oh my God, I love these houses. I love that. And so I really wanted to also be in real estate. So then I, you know, set that as a goal and I know I can't do anything if I'm drinking or being a crazy person. So it's like constantly moving the bar higher and higher. So yeah, I'm, I'm just curious, like the, what other kind of maybe regimens, routines or practices maybe you do to help keep you in that good headspace? I mean, do you, do you do yoga or meditate? I, I know that you work out uh, regularly, uh, which is great. And we all know um, living that a healthier lifestyle with nutrition and um, working out helps everybody's mental health. Um, but what, what specifically for you is your favorite thing to do? 
to stay um, health, to stay mentally healthy and focused. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess for me, it really does. Like, I don't, I'm going to be honest. Like I don't go to AA and I'm not saying that that's for everyone. I don't do certain things that a lot of people, as far as like staying focused or staying healthy and sober do for me, it really is working out every single day, whether I can squeeze in 20 minutes or I could be there for an hour and a half. Like that's kind of like my meditation. Cause I could be up there and I'm not going to lie. Like, obviously I like taking videos and I like doing things like that. So I'll be up there, I'll work out, but then I'll take some videos and it's kind of like my self time, like to just like think, do whatever. Like I have my, like, for instance, I like being in my new current gym. I have like my corner and right. I, it, <laughs> that you've like, claimed I my, as your own. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a setup. I have like my bench there. I have all like a lot of the weights are right there. And then there's a TV in the mirror. And like, I could just like put on <laughs> CNN and sit there and work out. And then like half the time I might be on Instagram or taking some videos, you know? So it's kind of like, that's my like Zen. You that's know your time. I mean? Yeah. That keeps you, that keeps you sane and centered. <laughs> exactly. And I like that. But, but I used to say, I used to try to say all the time, like I, I personally, I, you and I know I've talked a little bit about this offline, but like I, I've, you know, struggled a little bit in the last, in the recent years with my um, fitness routine and, and like, uh, I'm trying to lose weight right now and stuff like that. But I've always found it. I like this, this saying that I'm working out for sanity, not vanity. <laughs> That's well, yeah, that's like definitely like a good way to look at it because when you do work out constantly, you feel so much better and you feel so much healthier. You, you think um, clearer. Yeah. And for me too, um, and I don't know about other people, but, and this might, to be honest, be like the addictive personality side of me, but I need to like, there's certain things when I like it, I have to like constantly have it. So I'm also like a, I'm not gonna lie, like a food addict. Like I love to eat. <laughs> I love going to restaurants. I love sitting in front of the TV. Like if I'm watching TV, I have to eat. And so oh, totally. That, I know. <laughs> it's hard. And, yeah. So it's like about changing those habits right, into right, right. like healthier ones. So like eating no. something healthier. Like when I go to bed, I ha- always have a smoothie, but I make like a healthy smoothie smoothie with, you know, mainly um, instead of doing like high sugar fruits, I do like berries and things like that. Um, use honey and then of course like protein powder and then almond milk. And then I feel like I'm eating, I get full and I could like sip on that for like an hour or two while I'm laying in bed watching TV. And then I feel like I'm eating. Well, listen, I know I get it, but I mean, you say, like you said, when you go to bed, like when you can actually sleep, because you're like me, I suffer from insomnia on, and lately I know, I know we're all dealing with the, the challenges of COVID and the, you know, we're still in that muck of a mess. Um, and then, of course, we've, we've all had anxiety over this election that uh, yeah. full, disclo- full disclosure, we're recording this episode on Wednesday. It will release next Friday. So hopefully by the time this comes out, we will know who won. But in this moment, Thank we don't news. know. But we can't talk too much about that, but except to say that I think with all these anxieties that are in the world right now, it doesn't help my insomnia. You know what I mean? No, 100%. And so you're like me. Like, I know you and I have talked. Like, there are times, like, I just... And it, it's it's so infuriating because it, I am tired. Like I am tired, but I cannot fall asleep. And and I'm also again, I'm like it's unfortunate. I because I obviously have tried a lot of different techniques and a lot of different medications to assist in that, and I can't seem to find um and you know even if it's just Nyquil or Unisom something over the counter, I either have to take a ton of it for it to work at all, but then it's a it backfires because then I'm drowsy 
all day the next day, yeah. you know, or 100%. it backfires in the way where it's really bitchy, where it's like, okay, fine. Yeah. So I took like two doses of Unison, but I still couldn't fall asleep <laughs> for six hours. So I couldn't fall asleep for six hours, but then I slept for 10. Like, I was like, yeah. that's not cool. Like, that, <laughs> that's not fair. <laughs> that's what happens to me. I'll take, like, Advil PM, but then, like, I won't be able to fall asleep because I'll be distracted. And I'll just sit there. Like, I have the TV on. I'll be looking at my phone or doing whatever. And then I have, a, like, a long process before I go to bed, which sounds stupid. But, like, I have, you know, my routines. Again, like, for me, it goes back to, like, having all these routines. And I, I feel, But like, I think unfinished. a structured routine for, for you is, is probably good. It keeps you focused. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. Like, I definitely need my routines because it keeps me, yeah, like, on track. But it's also, like, a double-edged sword because then I know, like, say it's, like, 2 in the morning and I'm finally done, like, binge-watching House of Cards or something. And I'm like, shit, now I have to do everything. Let the dogs out. Like, make my shake. <laughs> I have to, like, take my con- – like, there's, like, all these, like – and they're just, like, normal everyday Sure, things, I mean, every- I yeah, like everybody's got their <laughs> – their nighttime routine. Well, no. And then I remember, you know, it just, it's so, it's so hard to, because when, you know, for people who don't know, I'm just going to take this moment since we're here to explain to you how awful it is to have insomnia. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> because, because it's, it's just, you know, I'm sure you can imagine for obvious reasons. I mean, you know, you know how you feel when you, when you're not rested. Now imagine oh, yeah. that times 10, because there, I'm not kidding. There are sometimes weeks at a time where I, I can't sleep. Like maybe I've slept two hours a night for like two weeks. It just doesn't. And it gets to a point where you just, you can't even function, you know, like, yeah. and, you're, and you're irritable. And then you're maybe like, maybe you're just like, maybe you turned into an awful person because you haven't slept and nobody like, gets it when you're like, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just really tired. Don't leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hangry, but with sleep. Yeah. And then it's like, and then you try to explain it to them and they just kind of like give you that look like, mm, okay. Like, you know, like yeah. they, they don't, they, they kind they of don't believe you. you. Yeah. Or they think that you're, yeah, in some way embellishing it or making it up. Or like if I, there's been times where I've, I've had to cancel. I've had in the recent months, I've had to cancel specific things because I literally like that were maybe in the morning scheduled for the morning. And I had been up all night trying to sleep. And then I was just finally able to try and, excuse me, finally could feel myself starting to fall asleep around eight in the morning. Yeah, of and, course. That's when it and is, then I'm right? like, well, I'm gonna take it. If my body's gonna let me sleep, I'm gonna take it. And I've had to cancel like some morning meetings here in the last couple of months. And I think people are just like, oh, whatever. Like, or they think they think maybe I was out partying or something. Which obviously, when you cancel a morning You're meeting, that's the first thing. That's the first <laughs> thing people think when is that you is that you're hungover. And I'm like, no, <laughs> really, I just couldn't sleep. <laughs> And I know, and it was funny, I know we can't expect people to understand it if they've never experienced it, but we hate them. No. Yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> because I feel the same exact way. And then like, there's like so many different people that like, you get up so late or you do this. And I'm like, I, if like, I'm able to sleep, I'm going to let myself sleep as right. long like as you have to take people like us like you it's like you have to take it when it's when it when you get it. You know I mean? Exactly. And like, if I wake up, and I've only gotten even for me, like if I've only gotten four hours of sleep, I feel terrible the next day and I don't want to work out. I don't want to do anything. And right. then I feel completely unproductive. Sure. No, totally. It, it just becomes a kind of a vicious cycle. But enough about that. But because <laughs> that's kind of a downer. But <laughs> but I'm glad that there's we have that solidarity that we understand each other in that way, because because I do appreciate I do I enjoy like sometimes, you know, when I, you know, see that you're online at like 
three in the morning, I know you're suffering <laughs> from the same thing I am. I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one over here that can't sleep. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm like posting stuff at like three or four in the right, morning. Right. And I was editing like, pictures which, or something. <laughs> which good for you, girl, that you even have the energy to do that because at that point, I'm I, again I'm awake, but I'm just like just not in the mood like for zoned out yeah like i can't i can't like you know to think about posting anything girl and god you wouldn't want to see a selfie of me at that point in the morning <laughs> <laughs> you you still look all done up and everything you know, like it, takes, point. it takes work it takes, it takes work. work yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but seriously like kind of going back and not to like keep bringing it up but it's because it is such like a big part of everything as far as my life but the sleeping goes along with the, the drinking. Because when I would drink, I would be able to just make myself pass out. You know, right, I wouldn't right. have to worry about how I'm like, how I'm going to fall asleep or, you know, how long is it going to take me out? When I was a kid, I would lay in bed, just like sitting there trying to sleep, trying to yeah. sleep, trying to sleep with like nothing working. And everyone would be like, take melatonin. And like, I know, melatonin that, that, does nothing. That, <laughs> and that upsets me when everybody thinks that they have the answer, you know? And, <laughs> and of course, that for some reason, that's everybody's first go-to is take some fucking melatonin. No, <laughs> yeah. listen, I tried it. I took a whole bottle. It doesn't work for me. Like, just, yeah, seriously, but, does nothing. But thank you for your input. Because no, <laughs> now you're irritable. Like, don't tell somebody. Like, it's like telling somebody, it's like telling somebody who's having a bad day, why don't you smile? Like, it's just don't. Don't like, don't even like, just read the room. Don't, don't <laughs> tell somebody who is obviously on edge because they haven't slept in days, um, what they need to do to change their life. <laughs> As if they haven't tried it already. Right, right, right. I, well, and it's, I mean, it's probably kind of a miracle that I still have as much energy as I do, like, um, on that lack of little bit of sleep, but, um, so yeah, so people out there that used that always tell me I'm high energy know that that's still only on two hours sleep. Imagine if I was rested. Oh my god, no, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like nonstop. <laughs> right? It, it, maybe that's why. Maybe this is like the universe's cruel way of balancing out the scoreboard. You know, where they slow you down a bit. You're yeah, just they're like this. They're, this <laughs> they're like we put too much of something in this one. So we need to make sure that we slow her down a little bit. <laughs> Just like natural caffeine inside. Right. Wait, I, don't, I don't even drink coffee. I don't drink like, you know, I don't feel like I, I take a lot, a lot of in, caffeine intake. I mean, every once in a while I will have like a soda or something, but not daily. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. If I do, I do iced tea, but I can't do coffee or anything. Like it makes yeah, me I don't like do coffee. Jittery. Yeah, no, to- girl. And then like, there's so- there's certain like fat burners, and pre- and I know pre workouts. That's like their purpose, but I don't really take pre workout that much anymore. I did when I was younger, but um, just because I don't like the way it makes me feel. I know it's you know you take it and go, then you go work out, but it would just stay in me too long. Like I would yeah. be still it makes like your heart race. But no, but there's certain like there's like fat burners too. Like as I'm sure you know, um, not that you need them or use them, but I've oh, I've, them. Tr- I've tried them for oh, yeah. sure. And they do. They make me so jittery, and I'm and I like just I'm like I'm amped up enough naturally. Yeah. Like I don't need anything else to to uh, accelerate that. <laughs> you need like down like something to like. I need yeah. I need like down at night. I need I need Xanax. <laughs> yeah, actually Xanax is like the best. Um, I know my mom. What does she take? Uh, Ambien because she has sleep apnea as well, okay. and like she, that works for her. But then after she takes her pill. I'll like I'll, we have a joke where I'm like, have you taken your medicine yet? Because she'll completely forget everything. Like if she came into the kitchen when I was younger, she wouldn't even remember. She's like, wait, we talked last night. Oh my and gosh! <laughs> I would like sneak home after like going out and partying. I'm, I'd like come in, and if she was in there, I'd be like, did you take your pill? And if she said yes, I'm like, okay, I'm in the clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it. What is life 
for you like now? I mean, obviously we, we know you have a successful business and you're, you're, you're living a healthy life, but like, what's your, what is your day to day? Like, I mean, what is, what is can California living like for you? Um, as of right in like now, the dating scene and who are we dating and like, give me the fun stuff. Like, give me the fun stuff. Well, I mean, I've been in a relationship now for, um, God, it's going to be coming up on like close to a year in the next couple of months. So, um, but it's after I was with my, the relationship that I moved to California with, um, that one ended and that was in like 2015. I actually remember it was new year's day of 2015 and uh, we had gone gambling with some, like, there are client friends of mine. And we went to, oh, God, I forget what the casino is called. But we went out there. Uh, we came back. And um, just, like, a little background, I caught this person uh, cheating on me. And so that day we came back and he had passed out. And I was, I'm not going to lie, once you catch somebody, then you turn into one of those crazy people. And, like, I knew <laughs> well, how to- you, It's not crazy when you when it actually has happened to you. Of course, you're going to be suspicious of almost every, everybody everybody moving forward. Not because you're crazy, but because it actually has happened to you. Exactly. <laughs> and so I was um, that quote-unquote crazy person because it did actually happen. And I he was passed out in the bed and he had, you know, the um, thumbprint thing on his phone. And so I went and oh, I like, girl. oh, girl, you, I, did, I you used, didn't. Please, did. you did not I pick up his hand I and I to I unlock his so phone. But I took his hand. He was passed out and I unlocked his phone, saw that he had like hidden in his apps, like grinder again. And then I read all these messages and I was like, I'm done. So I woke him up and I said, like, I'm completely done. Like, I can't like we're done. And just so happened, um, we already had planned that his mom was going to be moving out and staying with us for like a couple of months because she was coming from Germany. She was going to stay with us before she went to Hawaii. And so four days later, she moved out. But I was already like, we're over. But we kind of like pretended things were okay. But it was like completely done. And um, so he ended up he ended up moving to Hawaii as well because he was in the military. And he left like a few months later. And that's when I was like really first like completely on my own and to be honest it was my first time really having my own place being on my own and then of course it's in California I I stayed in the same building that I was living at at that time but uh just went into a new apartment um and just focused on real estate making money and then like I was able to like really hang out with friends and make really good friends and you know, I'd be in LA all the time and not partying because obviously, you know, I wasn't drinking or doing anything like that, but I would still like to go out and um, I wanted to get more into, I guess, quote unquote, like the scene or be able to um, have connections. But I made some really great friends doing that. And actually the best friends that I made were the ones that were almost completely by accident. Like it just so happened, uh, you know, you run into somebody and then you start talking and being friends with them. Or some of them were started out as clients. You know, I met them at an yeah. open house and then I love we end that. Up- well so let's talk about your f- infamous appearance on the million dollar matchmaker so, yes, so i okay i thoroughly enjoy that show any as a show <laughs> and so then of course it was lovely to see a lovely surprise to see you on there you looked great on the show by the way oh um, thank you <laughs> but what but you got to give us the inside tea like what was that experience like first of all and then i also need you to tell me how long you because at, at the end of that episode you did uh they made it appear that you guys were going to start dating um oh. Yeah, and I I'm, I would like to know I would like to know what happened there. <laughs> to be honest, like I don't know exactly how much I can say, but I I will 
I'll just. Oh, go girl, into don't it. worry. They're I'll not going to come after. It. They're not coming after you. Yeah, I know they don't care, right? Um, I don't think. So, did you sign an NDA? <laughs> I don't even. I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember exactly what I signed, but I doubt it. Girl, okay. I doubt there's anything. <laughs> so, girl, like, I, you work in real estate. You know, you, you're familiar with contracts. You should know what. You <laughs> I know it's so long ago. I feel like um, okay, it was like ahead. a crazy time, but and during that time, so I had recently right before or actually let me start over i'm gonna start over um so when i was gonna be on the show i was part of like this like casting company and they're you know putting your picture out there and your information out there different things so i've gotten calls i actually got a call one time it was to be on this um like gay version of the bachelor and i was gonna be like the bachelor person and i was so excited but that obviously didn't go anywhere (laughs) i was like this would be so cool (laughs) but um yeah, that ended up not happening. But then they're like, oh, you know, we want to have you on Millionaire Matchmaker. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then just so happened, I had met somebody and was kind of starting to see them like probably about a month before I had to go film that. So then I ended up going up there to film it. And I was honest with them. I told them, I was like, well, first, I'm not gonna lie. I told them I didn't feel well. So I did like the first scene where they're like picking, like you get Yeah, where she was basically doing a, 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 ca- a quote unquote casting yeah, it was like a cast. Even though you guys were already cast. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah. we get it. We, it was, it's, yeah, it's reality TV people. We, we get it. Yeah. Go, go it's ahead. all fake. It's, um, all fa- it's all fake. But, but, it's, but it's, <laughs> it's entertaining as hell. It is such a guilty pleasure. I do. I love these Bravo-style trashy reality shows. Give me The Housewives was, any day. Give me Top Chef, which that's not trashy. That's actually re- like really fun. But I mean, you know what I mean? But I mean like salacious trashy. You know, like The Housewives or like Millionaire Matchmaker. Yeah, no, seriously, I wish I could be on Housewives. That would be amazing. <laughs> but um, no, so like I went up there and it was, you know, I kind of wasn't sure if I really wanted to be there. Um, so I ended up pretending. I was like, I really don't feel well. I feel sick. I was like, I need to leave. Because then they started doing this cocktail party that they're about to start film filming. And I was like, um, I went and talked to the producer and I said, I didn't feel well. I wanted to leave. And they told me like, oh, well, we already picked you. Like you're the winner. And I was like, uh, I've never, I haven't even met the guy. Like, I don't, how would you have picked me? And they're like, no, we already picked you. Like, can you please just stay? And I was like, well, let me think about it. And then, so I, I like stepped to the side and I called my friend and she was like, just do it. Like you're on TV, like just have fun with it. And then the host of the show, her name's Patty. Um, she called me into <laughs> <Dang> her, <laughs> yeah. she called me into her dressing room and she's like, just do it. Like you're on TV. Like just go through with it and you know whatever so i was like okay what is she like and like is she just is she how she is on camera off camera like is she that that girl she was kind of like that like and very straightforward but she was also very nice but i good oh well that's good to hear from new jersey or something my mom yeah no she's got that jersey loud (laughs) kind of almost border you know outspoken borderline obnoxious way about her and i like which works for some people (laughs) And it doesn't work so well for others. Um, I don't know. I go back and forth with her. Like I sometimes she says something that I'm like, yeah, you're a hundred percent right. And then there's other times where I'm like, that was so out of line. <laughs> you, know I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's the thing about the East Coast is like you can be rude, but it's not rude. And like, especially like New Yorkers. No, honey, like it's still New rude. Jersey. No, it, <laughs> I'm here to tell I, you it's still rude. Okay. Cause I've lived on both coasts. So <laughs> rude is like, rude. Rude is rude. But I get what you're I saying. Mean, I'm I get offended. what you're saying. But <laughs> I get where you're going with that. I was I was just kidding. 
No, but seriously, like they, I'm just—I think the difference is is that they. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, I think the difference is is that they just they know how to read you differently on the East Coast, and they yeah. know how to read you differently on the West Coast. There's it's just a different way of reading, but it's all still reading. Yeah, I feel like on the East Coast it's more deep, and then yeah. on the West Coast it's more superficial and how you look. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. On the East Coast, because they're a little bit more intel- they're, they're a little bit more intellectual over there. Yeah. statistically, um, you know, more of that intellectual type. So they 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 go they cut you a little deeper. And then on the west on the West Coast, you know, it's all about vanity. So it's just like I can you can be dumb, but I'm looking at you and I see five problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, I hate you already, and I met you for three seconds. <laughs> hey, it's just like, girl, come on. Okay, so anyway, so Patty asks you to get in the dressing room. She gets you on the show. You end up doing it. Tell me, okay. Oh, I have not talked to you about this. So this really is organic. So I hope I don't say anything that offends you. But I really was not feeling the guy that they set you up with. Like, who the, who, who the, who, like, what and how and give me all the tea. You just got to give me the Um, tea. (laughs) I mean, so I didn't know. like, And I don't know him personally. So I'm sorry if you're still friends with him. I'm just saying on the show, he didn't come off. He didn't. I don't think he came off looking that great on the show. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm definitely not not friends with him. I don't talk to him or anything like that. But um, what happened was, I mean, he wasn't even my type or anything. And again, I was doing it just to like, you know, to be on TV and have fun with it. And we were there filming. And when I first saw him, I was like, okay, he's a nice person, but definitely not my type, but I'll go along with everything. And how you film it uh, is, I mean, they basically, and again, I don't know, like if I should be saying all this, but they told me like you film one reaction and then you film another reaction and then you yeah, film another reaction. Totally. Totally. So, yeah. So it was like, I filmed so then they excited. edited it to create whatever narrative they wanted. Exactly. A hundred percent. That's how it was. And, but there was one night where I was like in the hotel room. So we were at like some hotel in Bel Air and um, I was there for, I think like three nights. And one of the nights I was getting so crazy, just like being there. And so um, I asked if I could go to West Hollywood and get out of there. And like, well, we've never let anybody do that. We're not supposed to let anybody do that. And somehow I ended up convincing them to get me a car to go to West Hollywood so I could go hang out with like some friends and just like get out of there. And then the same night, um, like the person was trying to meet me in the, but you can't talk to each other if you're not on camera. Like everything has to be on camera. So oh, I was wow. like, oh, oh no, like we can't do that. And I'm tired and I'm going to bed. And then I ended up in West Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened after the show? I mean, the the way the show ended, it looked like that you guys had picked each other and you were willing to go, you know, to continue dating. Did you continue dating? No. I, I mean, mean you were already seeing, you said you were seeing somebody else. Yeah. So I had, okay. you know, I was honest and I said that I was seeing somebody else, but um, they were just like, okay, just film it. They, you know, we're going to edit it however they wanted to edit it. And the show was going to come out like a while later anyways, but he did end up wanting to like come to San Diego, but he was talking well, about I mean, of course he, I mean, this poor kid. He probably thought he really was getting real legit hooked, like set up on a date. <laughs> but he's apparently not. And really? Yeah. <laughs> he told- you told the producers that you're not available and they still said, no, no, we want you. Like you, you, yeah. you were upfront about it. So, so actually now I feel kind of bad for the kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and I felt bad too, but I was like, okay, whatever. Like after we were done filming, do you like how I, I flipped? Was, I was like, I don't like this kid. And now I'm like, actually, I feel bad for him. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's true though. Like he, I felt bad too at the time, definitely. But I, you know, I was just doing whatever I thought I should be doing. And I ended up going, you know, back home to San Diego. 
And he was, we were like in contact just through like social media. And then he ended up saying he wanted to move to San Diego, but it wasn't like supposed to be about me. It was about him wanting to move there. And like me, I'm in real estate. And he was saying he wanted to buy like some place. And so I was helping him with that. But then it turned out, he's like, actually, I decided I want to rent a place. And he's like, I was looking at your building. And I was like, oh no, you can't move into my building. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, no. That's a little too, too close for comfort. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so he ended up like moving down the street. Which, oh my god, and, he did. So he did actually move to San Diego, though. Yeah, oh, no. he really did. He oh, moved to San Diego, and then he ended up, um, like, I was like, well, fuck, like, I have to be honest because now I'm starting to see this other person, and if like San Diego's, it's big, but it's small at the same time, and sure. so if we saw each other out, like, I'm gonna have to tell him, and so I told him, I was like kind of seeing somebody but because i originally when we had left like filming the show i said i didn't want to be in a relationship you know i thought i did but i didn't (laughs) and uh so then he was like well i I thought you didn't want to be in a relationship so it turned into kind of like this big thing um and then he was upset about it and i've heard you said like negative things about me but you know it is what it is and then i the funny part about that is like one of my really good friends had a boyfriend at the time that they ended up like breaking up briefly and this guy who had moved to san diego from the show ended up with my friend's boyfriend and this is and this is I mean, one listen, of the in our community is incestuous anyway it's not a it's not a big shocker that, yeah. that somehow he moves to san diego and then somehow ends up with one of you like your friends or your exes yeah. it's not it's not a, a, a big stretch anthony come on and, and the funny part about it was my friend he was one of like my supporters of like go be on the show just oh stay God. there just do it <laughs> and then just so happens this all happened like it, he ends up like not stealing his boyfriend but and kind of stealing his boyfriend and i was Ooh, like oh, well that's his karma for putting me on the show right <laughs> Okay. Well, listen, so there, okay. So that's that then. All right. That means I, I love it. I love getting the inside tea on that, but the relationship you're in now is, is going well. You're at about, as you said, one year anniversary coming up. Yeah. So, um, we're, I was in during that time, it wasn't the same person that I'm with now. I was with mm-hmm. somebody and ended up being like just a, you know, a, a very toxic relationship things. Um, we weren't good for each other and I don't necessarily you know, want to go into like so much detail about it, but it really wasn't good for either of us. Okay. And we both, you know, moved on. It ended, I'm not going to lie, ended very badly, which just so happened to be at um, kind of right at the beginning, very beginning. It was like January. So like the beginning of like Corona. And so I was going through, you know, that separation and then Corona hit and I was, I was supposed to be moving with this person somewhere Um, And we decided, you know, after we separated, we weren't going to be moving. So I was, you know, just left with so many, um, like, unknowns. And I'm not going to lie, like, just because part of what I'm, you know, doing with this episode or being on the show is being honest about, you know, the hard times, too. And I know we're not to make things dark uh, right now, but I ended up, you know, kind of getting a little bit back into the drinking and doing things that I shouldn't have been doing. But I was stuck in a house um constantly where you know i was depressed that you know no one could go anywhere you couldn't do anything and so i was drinking and then i ended up meeting well not meeting I, the guy that i'm with now we had known each other for about a year prior and he was like the most helpful person did like everything for me and like completely changed my outlook um so again i quit drinking cuz i realized i can't do that because i was starting to fall back down that dark hole and while everybody else during corona was like let's be healthy and work out and let's 
do all these things. And I, know, like, I know, but I the, reality, the, the reality, no, I listen, you're not alone. I think a lot of us um, drank more than we normally would <laughs> and did, did a lot of like overeating and over drinking during qu- the first month or two of quarantine. Yeah. There were those, there were those other people that were like, this is that they were going to just, you know, use the time to be healthier. But, and I would just, I rolled my eyes so hard at them, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. but, 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 but it was uh, Yes, I I applaud them for, for yeah. that. But was, it was it was just when when you're like going through a different experience than they are. Like you, when somebody says that, you you get kind of exactly. like what you're like whatever, Shelly. Like yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> good for you, but I'll double tap and like it. yeah, exactly. But but I mean it obviously you know obviously so I wouldn't beat yourself up over that. I guess is my point. But I you know I mean after the first couple months, you know, I think we all had to pull our shit together because we were like, okay, this isn't changing. Yeah. So, so what we thought might be a two or three week vacation on the couch that we, that we embraced, we're like, oh, wait, no, wait, no, we have to just change our whole life now <laughs> because exactly. Corona's not going anywhere and we are still supposed to stay home technically. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. And, and like, I was definitely that person. Like, just like you were saying, I was sitting there like on the couch, like I embraced you know, it fully in, in the beginning. Me. I, yeah. I, I like, sign, I would camped out all day for that show. Like I was ready <laughs> and willing. Cause I was at a point, I was in a job that I was working sometimes 60 hours a week. Um, and it was oh, yeah. you needed a break. too consuming, you know? Um, and it was, I mean, it was a good job, but uh, I think mentally, physically, spiritually, it was like one of the most unhealthy jobs that I c- could have had because of just because of how demanding it was. So, um, and then of course I ended up, uh, my it, because of COVID, I got laid off like eighteen thousand other people did. But <laughs> um, yeah. But but I my point is was that at the beginning of it, when we really thought it was just going to be maybe a couple weeks, I was like, "This is great. I'm just going to lay around." Like because I hit because I needed a break. Do nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so like I mean, I was definitely one of those people sitting there on the couch, like looking at other people's Instagrams, being like, "Oh God, like whatever." But then still right. liking it, and then um, but for me. You know what I realized then this might, because I know this isn't the case for everybody or pretty much most people, um, but in a way it changed things. It made me look at things different, the whole COVID situation. And I changed a lot, like working wise, like where I'm going to be working as far as real estate. And um, it just like completely changed everything because I was up in the air with uh, the company that I was with and things were kind of feeling stagnant in a way. And now it things are like, I'm so excited for what we're doing. And then a lot of the stuff, as far as real estate side of things has to do with social media now. And the new place that I'm switching over to, I'm now going to be working with um, actually one of my mentors. He's an old friend of mine, mentor. He's a public speaker. Um, he's like uh, Amazon's bestseller writer. Uh, he's amazing. What's his name? And his name is Kurt Francis. I love it. And, I love it. And then his husband as well. They're they're a real estate team. And then on top of that, they do like the public speaking and all that. They're extremely successful, um, extremely nice, fun people to be around. And again, I've known them for years. So I switched over. I'm going to be working on his team now. And that's would have probably never have happened during the whole or if COVID didn't happen. So um, I'm, again, so I'm there not was a silver lining good about I love it. it. Yeah, exactly. Like, silver lining. And that's one thing you need to find with any situation. And I have actually always said that is you need to find the silver lining. So for me, the drinking and being crazy, I thought my silver lining was at least I did that while I was young. 
and got it out of the way. My li- my midlife crisis was while I was like 18 and 19. <laughs> so like, I always try and find this. That's okay, honey. Don't worry. I'm sure you'll have, an, you'll, there, I'm sure there'll be new issues in, 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 in like a decade or 15 years when you, when you are uh, approaching 40 or something. You know what I, mean? I hope, I hope those issues are like buying some random house on an <laughs> island and right. like plastic surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to post, obviously, all the information uh, in the details of the episode, but let people know just real, right now, real quick, how they can get a hold of you if they're looking to hire a fabulous real estate uh, agent in the San Diego area. Um, The best way, as of right now, I'm going to be switching a lot of my website information and everything because I am changing companies. So really, honestly, the best way is to go to my Instagram, okay. which is uh, Anthony Fab is me. <laughs> and, <laughs> which I love. Used, I love the name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it used to be Anthony Fabulux because yeah, uh, I remember I wanted, like fabulous and luxury together. Yeah. But I ended up um, that account got deleted and that has to do with that. Uh, the past my past and people being crazy and so i got they got my account deleted and so i had to start all over like like a year and a half two years ago maybe and now it's going to be like my main source of you know getting people because sure. everyone i did open houses all the time and i love that like meeting people and talking to people and that's where i get like the majority of my clients and obviously you can't really do that now so that's why i'm part of the reason i'm switching to this new company and one of their amazing like incentives was they have a whole studio they even have a makeup room that they're building but they have a whole studio so that you can professionally make all these videos i could even you know do maybe a podcast or do something like that and that's what i need to get into as far as reaching out to new people because i can't do the open houses and i'm not gonna lie i don't like doing like cold calling and stuff like that so social yeah, media you just is have to get thing. creative you have to get more creative now on, on how to re- extend your reach Exactly. I and love that. It's it's fun because I obviously love social media and I get made fun <laughs> of for like taking too many videos. So this might give me an excuse to be like, uh, this you're is like, no, work. I'm working. You're like, <laughs> yeah. I'm working. Yeah. Excuse no, me, I, I need to take a video of this dinner because I'm working. <laughs> I, lo- <laughs> I love it. I well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time. I mean, I, I you know, I always have fun talking to you. Um, and you have, you know, you do have a really great story. And it is inspiring and uh something you should be proud of to see you know all the success that you've been able to accomplish in the last um thank you you know couple years in there in san diego i i swear i love that city i want to i gotta i need to come visit (laughs) and then move here then you gotta move there yeah exactly (laughs) i i girl you find me a place i'll be there (laughs) i will 100 percent. like i told you if you come down here i'll show you the best places the best restaurants like everything you're gonna like not want to leave I love it. And you, I know you're talking about, I don't know if it's okay if I bring this up, but I know you've, you're talking about writing a book, which I think you should. So yes. that's also <laughs> great things. So either way, love it. Very grateful for your time. Um, and always fun just laughing with you. So thank you so much. And if you guys want to check him out, that's Anthony Guerrera at Anthony Fab is me on Instagram. Well, you're on Facebook too, right? And Twitter? I am. I like barely use Facebook anymore. Yeah, I'm on Twitter. Twitter is still Anthony Fabulux. So <laughs> yes, I love. I do remember the Anthony Fabulux. I did because I and I knew what you were. I knew what it was. I knew you were saying like luxury and fabulous. The night, but I just always <laughs> yeah. thought it was so clever. Um, <laughs> well, listen. Have a good weekend, girls. Thanks for tuning in. New episodes every Friday. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and show me some love and hit that subscribe button. Thank you, Anthony. I hope you have a great weekend. All right. Thank you. You too. <laughs>